unfiltered, no sugar added, talk radio. Welcome in to The Realist Show on radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. I'm live in the Mack Hike of Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram Studios on a post-Super Bowl Monday here in central Mississippi. Good morning out there to everyone. I've got a couple guests in the studio with me, a couple old school Jacksonians, a couple old school friends here. We're going to talk about the music scene. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. But first, I want to talk about, I've been waiting all weekend for this. I want to talk about some shenanigans that popped off on Twitter the other day. Let me pull up my account here. Let's see, profile, pull it down here. And one of the dumbest comments that I have seen in a long time. Uh, Miss Mays Brown. Mays Brown, you may not know, works for the uh, local ACLU chapter here in Jackson, Mississippi. So, you know, speaking of the ACLU and the Southern Poverty Law Center, when are we going to put those on the terrorist watch list? That's what they are, the terrorists. <laughs> You're but, right. Uh, yes, sir, the terrorists. Um, <clears throat> so, Mays got hung up in the uh, rodeo, the Dixie National, the great Dixie National Rodeo uh event going on in Jackson right now, which is, by the way, is up 30% in attendance year over year from last year, and they hadn't even got to their sold-out Laney Wilson concert yet Wednesday night. But with all that said, you know, they do their rodeo parade. And uh, let me read you Miss Mays Brown's tweet here. Why are police blocking traffic to 55 from downtown? Because there are white people riding down the street in horse and carriage with Confederate flags, USA flags, and... Oh, Clutch the pearls, blue lives matter flags flying on the back of them. This is so unserious. Is the rodeo in town? And during Black History Month, nonetheless. Y'all, this is what it said. I ain't making it up at all. That's a real tweet, right? That's a real tweet. I've got it retweeted here. And I I screenshot it and put it on my Instagram and all that. I'm just out of Facebook jail about 5 o'clock yesterday, so I hadn't had a chance to share it there yet for... Mm. For all the good times. But my response was simple and plain. They've been doing that rodeo parade longer than she's been alive. It's one of the only traditional events that hasn't left this third world hellhole called Jackson, Mississippi. I guess if it was rainbow flags and BLM flags flying off the back of that thing, everybody would be just fine with it. So, look, I am no fan of the Confederate flag. I don't care two scoops about the Confederate flag, the original Mississippi flag. None of that. I would have voted to change it if I'd had a vote in the matter. Don't care. I always associated that with Ole Miss. I'm a Mississippi State fan. That's just my reasoning for not caring for the flag. It's that simple. I was a Dukes of Hazard fan, so I always thought it was cool on the roof, but it doesn't bother me. But I understand why. It's offensive to others. So I'm kind of on both sides of that a little bit. <clears throat> but with all that said, uh, the DC National, I would go I would be willing to bet brings more money, especially from out of towners than any other event other than the state fair. I bet it beats JSU football. I bet it beats St. Patty's Day. I bet it beats everything for money spent in the city, especially from out-of-towners, than any other event that comes to that city. We have – everything is left to the city. We have had to bend the knee to everything these people wanted for the last 40 years. They can deal with a little bit of rodeo traffic uh, and some offensive things that they may have to see on the flying off the back of them for two weeks. And that is my thoughts on that. If you guys want to chime in, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line here in the studio is 
1-800-242-0502. We're streaming worldwide at WYAB.com. On the TuneIn app, just search WYAB. And, of course, we are on the terrestrial airwaves at 103.9 FM WYAB. And I forget we do have a tagline here on the uh, radio station. That is stimulating talk radio, WYAB. All right, in studio, to my left, my immediate left, I've got Daryl Dirty D. Arnold. What's up? What up, Clay Edwards? What's going on, brother? Happy to be here, brother. Good Man, morning. I never, I never thought I'd be in a radio studio with the two of y'all before 8 o'clock. Yeah, really. <laughs> and uh, right across from me, I've got the one and only Mr. Brian Jones. What's going on, Clay? What's going on, Brian? Man, like you said, eight o'clock before eight o'clock. We're on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Brian, weird. Brian and I both grew up in South Jackson uh, in the heyday, and Brian went off to uh, do a bunch of rock and roll stuff, and he still does, for that matter. He uh, ended up being the lead singer of one of my all-time favorite bands, Lillian and Axe. Lillian Axe, not Lillian and Axe. Lillian Axe <clears throat> with our uh, one of our all-time favorite guitar players, Stevie Blaze. That was cool. How long were you in Lillian? Twelve years. Twelve years. Twelve years. I'm the wow longest running, uh, consistent longest running singer. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, you did a bunch of really cool stuff, and you've gotten back, and you've been doing your acoustic stuff, and you've been doing uh, whatever else it is you do. And I noticed that uh, something kind of popped up in my news feed the other day. I did not see coming. Uh, I saw Full Moon Circus is back together. Yeah. And all, and, and both of y'all are in it. Yes, that's right. We're doing some reunion shows. That's right. Full Moon Circus first ever show is at my bar. That is a true story. Um, Brian brought a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, that we didn't know how we were going to do it. Clay was uh, gracious enough to. Uh, I remember reaching out to Clay, and at the time, if you remember, that was uh, Paul. Paul and I were real close friends at that time. But Paul from Twelve Stones, mm-hmm. and of course, they were on Wind Up at the time, and they were doing really, really good. Um, their debut record, if you remember, that went platinum. Actually, it did go platinum, but. Uh, Clay had him at, uh, at. I mean, Clay obviously is a staple in in Jackson in terms of uh, both of you guys, for that matter, having venues that I've played. And uh, but Clay was gracious enough to let us play um, at the. I think you you may have that been was there. Crazy eight. That was at Crazy Eight. That was Crazy Eight. I was in California at that time. And that was our first official show, which was oh lord, two uh, ninety ninety nine two thousand. Yeah. Ninety nine. would have been no. No, it would have been two thousand one. Yeah, we opened up August of one. That's correct. And then uh, so we did that show with with uh, twelve stalls, and that was a sold out night. That was fun. There Clay, was Clay gave us that uh, gave us that opening spot. That was the low dough day before Thanksgiving show. It was, and that's kind of ten dollars to get in, and you got three great bands. I don't remember who the third was. Maybe Fuse X or or Blindside with Fred and them. It I was, can't quite uh, remember. It was the uh, Sean Patterson's band. Was it okay? The something blue. I remember. Um, but that was a good uh cloud was it cloud nine cloud nine that's it sorry cloud nine and uh but that was a that was a fun show and that was our first show um at the four million circuits and then we went on to uh end up touring 13 states and and then when i got back to california thing. i actually joined up with those guys they talked to me on the phone while i was in la and we picked them up at the, at the airport i said i'm coming back they said hey come on get jump in the band let's keep on going Don Grant, of course, Brian, Chris Crawford. Fun times, bro. Good times. All right, so this other familiar voice here, uh, Dwight Sullivan chimed in and on the on the, oh, yeah. on the text line and said, I hear a familiar voice, Dirty D. Dirty D and I, so I always tell a story about the, 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 the time I lived in L.A. In my mind, it was about a year 
According to my mom, it was about three three weeks, maybe a month. I can't remember, but it. it felt, I can remember. I just don't remember how long. Yeah, I don't but remember it, how long either. I know I was scared of flying, so I rode the train from New Orleans all the way to L.A. Two and a half days on a train by I remember myself. That too. And when 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 it when I ran out of money and it was time to come home, I I called my mama at uh, six o'clock that night. I won't come home. And uh, by six a.m., I was flying out of Burbank commercial for the first time in my life. <laughs> but we had, we, had a, we did have fun while you were there. We did six a.m. catching a flight, and I was two or three beers in already. I was like, if I'm going down, I'm going down with a buzz. Early morning. I don't think I even knew that story. Yep, uh, Clay was out there for I don't know maybe a month. Was that when JJ was there still? Yeah. Yep. It was me, JJ, Daryl, and Chops. Oh, and, and of okay. course, Dewey Bragg. Yeah. Wow. Um, like three, three or four of us were sharing a studio apartment down off West Alameda Boulevard. That's right. I never remembered. I don't. I do not remember that. So and that I, would have been prior to. Uh, that was. Um, was that after Crazy Eight? Before. Before. Okay. Uh, that was post Buffalo Chips, pre Crazy Eight. So it was between the Edge and Yeah, Crazy Eight. But speaking of one of Clay's venues that they were just talking about. Um, crazy eight uh later i don't know a couple of years later i was playing with leif garrett and we stopped in one night had a great visit over there we did i was going to bring that up so daryl ended up playing bass for teen uh, 70s teen idol leif garrett yeah it doesn't get much bigger than that i've always teased him about it. it's amazing it is because he's so humble about it i'm like like for the young kids that don't really realize it even i'm not young but i didn't realize the extent of it how big Leif Garrett was. was. I didn't either until I kind of got inside the little circle there. Yeah. And I did some shows with him and stuff. And just, I mean, that dude in middle of nowhere, Mississippi and Louisiana is going to pull 500 people. It's going to be 50 plus, 60 plus women, you know, age wise. But I mean, he was a, he was huge. I mean, I'm trying to think of a comparison to, to an artist now, like a Jonas brother. Yeah, or any actor, know. or you could even yeah. use the analogy as of a young actor, or maybe you know then, Justin Timberlake, toward, sort yeah. of, yeah, sort of, sort huge. of. I was made for dancing; was just humongous. Also, a lot of people don't realize that Leif did about four hundred sixty-eight movies and TV shows. Of course, one of my all-time favorites was The Outsiders. He was the preppy guy that got killed off in the park with the knife shot. I love that movie. Yeah, me too. Darren, we just got a text in on the Guns of Gear text line from uh, Scott Jones. says, I remember Dirty D from 1985. Whoa. But I think he was known as Crash back then. Lord have mercy. Yeah, that's going way back. That's uh, pre-charade days. So if, if, if you're of a certain age, let's just say, especially 50 and older, in Jackson, and you went to the Town Creek or any of those old legendary or even the dock bars, for that matter. the dock bars. Well, it was starting as early as Town Creek, right. you know, and and that era, you know, Daryl played in some of the most well known bands in the history of the city, from Charade to Southern Grunge. Uh, am I forgetting any? I mean, as far as like before you moved out to LA, uh, I mean, we started it all off with a band called Trouble at Blue Jean Alley, so yeah, and then it went from there. Hey, we got to take a break real quick. But when we come back, I want to ask y'all: Have y'all seen the movie? Since we're kind of on Mississippi music stuff this morning, we're we're gonna, we're gonna hit some political stuff too. I got some cop topics I want to hit. But <clears throat> have y'all seen the Elvis movie, the new one? I yes. have. Yeah. Garbage. I tried watching it over the weekend. It was just chaotic comic book. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. If you if you don't know anything about Elvis, it was just like a highlight reel of Elvis and kind of in and out I, mm. I, at first i was like okay this is kind of cool but surely it'll calm down right and it never did and then the fact that i guess we'll just run run over on this segment because 
Then you go to the fact that they're they're playing like 1950s era specific music, and the next thing you know, they're walking down Bill Street and I hear Three Six Mafia in yeah, 1950s. I, like I noticed that too. Yeah. Like, what what are we doing? You know, I was like, and, pretty and, sure that didn't exist in 1950 on Bill Street. Well, the premise of the movie, if you go back and watch, was really geared more towards Colonel Tom Parker. It really wasn't necessarily about Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a biopic about Elvis? No, I agree with you. I don't think it was. <laughs> Well done. I thought like, he. I thought he played a great role. He's a great actor, but I, I, yeah, it was more based on yeah, Colonel on, on, on the, the Colonels. You know, I know it won a bunch of awards, and it was trash. I just uh, again, well, I, right now it's hard to watch any movie. Let's be honest, without the cancel culture and the and the wokeness, and I mean, really. If you watch anything that goes from Netflix all the way to the movie theaters. It's hard to find any movie without them sticking all that in your face now. Yeah, when I get home today, I'm actually canceling my cable and everything now that the Super Bowl's over. And I know I probably didn't even have to have that. I could just plug in the antenna, yeah. but I got YouTube TV. I just I, And it ain't because I'm making a stand. Right. It's because I just don't watch. I, I watch YouTube videos. Right. And I watch Rumble videos. And that's it. I don't watch TV anymore. Well, You know, Netflix has just gone to absolute trash. Well, they're cramming the agenda down your throat. Yeah, well, it ain't just the agenda, and that's a huge part of it, absolutely. Right. And we're going to talk about the agenda today and in it, in the entertainment industry and all the devil worshiping and all that. And I want y'all's opinions on, is it any different now than it was when we were watching Motley Crue throw up the pentagrams and the Satan horns? And, you know, get your opinions on that versus now. But <clears throat> it's just not good. They're so scared of offending anybody on any side that they're just throwing out this vanilla trash. Very vanilla, yeah. That's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? All right, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm joined live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios by my good friends Dirty D, Daryl Arnold, and Brian Jones. They've put Full Moon Circus back together. they got some big shows coming up. We're going to talk about that and more. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios with Daryl Dirty D. Arnold and Brian Jones. And this segment is going to be brought to you by Stonington Farm Beef. They're making a trip up to Jackson, the Jackson area. They'll be, they'll be, they'll meet you in Brandon and Ridgeland Friday around 2 p.m. I think is the time. But look, get in touch with them. Go to stoningtonfarm.com and get you some 100% grass fed, grass finished beef from Stonington Farm right out of Perkinston. Mississippi. You want to start eating healthier? You want to take control of your life away from big government? Uh, what you put on your plate is a great way to start. Hormone-free, the whole nine yards. Uh, <clears throat> take, taking your health serious uh, by what you put on your plate yeah, makes a big, big difference. I cooked some, and I'm going to post a picture of this now that I'm out of Facebook jail. I cooked. I took some some sirloin I had, cut it up into squares, and made some steak bites. And I now. I kind of offset the fact that it's supposed to be healthy food, but I did put some Hoover sauce on it, which kind of got a slight teriyaki flavor, and threw them on the grill yesterday. My goodness, they were fine. Mm, I think so I fine. saw your picture. Yep. And uh, So with all that said, get you some grass-fed, hormone-free, grass-finished beef locally sourced from right here in Mississippi, Stonington Farm. They're making a delivery to the Jackson area Friday. So go to their website, get the number, call Miss Katie Stonington, and uh, they will customize an order for you. You don't have to pick a package A, package B, package C their way. They do it your way, right away at Stonington Farm 
beef. All right, sonicinform.com. One more time is the website. Can't remember that. Can't spell it. Hit your boy up. I will send you the link. All right, in the studio, Daryl, Dirty D, and Brian Jones. Uh, hey, Daryl, you mentioned something during the break. Let's talk about Jackson for just a second. Okay. Um, it's like a running trope on this show that if um, I, I don't do Jackson gas stations. I don't do Jackson, but I definitely don't do Jackson gas stations. If I run out of gas in Jackson, I will push my car all the way back to Rankin County before I st- I'll, I'll push it by three Jackson gas stations before I stop at one of them. Yep. Agree. You were driving down the interstate in Jackson not, no. too, not too long ago, about six months ago? About six months ago is when we back from Vicksburg. And instead of taking the 220 bypass, which I do sometimes, but that night I stayed on 55 and right there at the uh, Gallatin Street where the pilot truck stop is. I-20, you mean? I mean, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, right there where the truck stop is. I hear this. It sounds like a shotgun, basically, or a bomb. And what had happened, somebody had thrown a brick and hit my car, I guess, to, you know, get me to pull over so they could rob me or maybe even kill me. Who knows? But I did. obviously I didn't stop. <laughs> I said I actually just sped up and went on down to the Rankin County. The first, the first Pearl exit got off. Some police officers were there, and I showed them the dent and told them what happened. And, you know, of course— they they agreed with me. They said, we're not going over that area, and you shouldn't either. I said, that's right, I'm not. But anyway, it's just a sad state. Really, it is a sad state. Because I wanted to say this earlier. When, you know, when we were young, all three of us, we grew up with a great band scene, great people in a great little city called Jackson. Those days are gone. Well, look, and you know, there's there's one group of people to point the finger at that have uh, destroyed it. They're the same people who can't self govern. They're the same people who are raising hell about uh, the state trying to step in and actually, literally, save Jackson. Uh, I know. You know, they're literally trying to save Jackson by getting some good judges in here that will actually prosecute and follow the law and uphold the law. And of course, these folks are kicking and screaming and clawing. I mean, these are the same people, Daryl. That sued the city of Jackson for roadblocks. Wow. I mean, the, something that can easily help make your neighborhood a little bit safer. A little bit, that's you right. You know, just a little bit safer. Right. You know, I mean, most criminals, as dumb as most of them are in Jackson, but say, all right, you know, there's blue lights right there. We're going to pump the brakes right now. We're just going to pump. There may be some, there may be some roadblocks. Like, you know what keeps a lot of crime off the streets in Rankin County? The fear of effing around and finding out. That's right. And you it, will find out in Rankin County. I mean, just like yesterday, I went to a Super Bowl party, had two or three beers. I was like, all right, that's it. That's my limit. That's two or three. And I'm waiting an hour. Halftime, we didn't we didn't stay for the whole game. Went, went on back home because I got to drive down 471. I, I'm not going to be the poster boy for effing around and finding out in Rankin County. People know that Jackson is a lawless hellhole. And it ain't even – like. People think I got it. I got it out for JPD. I absolutely do not. I have a lot of respect for the boots on ground foot soldiers in JPD. It's the upper command and the mayor that I have no respect for in JPD because they 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 lead through their political bias, right? And whatever the woke agenda is, and they don't fight crime. And it's happening in a lot of cities across the USA. Yep. a lot. And Jackson, um, I mean, let's just be honest. It's just really gone to you know yeah i mean with the exception of and and every time i name a few places i forget a few but whatever 
with the exception of like Martin's and Capitol Grill. Howlin' Miles. Howlin' Miles. And, you know, and I went to a great event for the Phoenix Club of Jackson Friday night down at the old Magoo's Voodoo Lounge. I think it's called the, the Station ra- Depot or railroad something. Railroad Depot, yeah. Railroad Depot right in front of the South Warehouse. You know, but that's not a club. That, that's an event space. Right. And there was plenty of security out there. Didn't have to worry about anything. Um, <clears throat> but with the exception of a handful of places, now where do you feel safe going to in Jackson? I mean, you know, and unfortunately we were – we can we can combine this into the music scene because there used to be so much to do in Jackson. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I am referring to the music to the, to the nightlife scene, right? Here. And you you know, unfortunately, like you said, it is unsafe with the exception of a an like an every now and then event. Yes, those yeah, where, are safe. Where the owners of these venues have decided they're not worried about they're they're not going to depend on Jacksonians. Or JPD or the leadership of Jackson for their safety. They're they're handling it as an expense, like we did when we had the club downtown. You know, people could say whatever. Oh, you had clubs, you had fights, you had this. But you know, what we never had in my club was a shooting or a stabbing. That's right. And most any other club in Jackson can't say that nowadays. Right. And then you add the fact that if for some horrible reason that that does happen at a venue in Jackson such as a venue in Chicago, uh, the people don't really get prosecuted. No. So, Man, I had a buddy of mine that's a bail bondsman reach out to me last week. He said, man, we just bonded a guy to jail here in Raymond from Jackson that was in there for capital murder. He got a $10,000 bond. His family only had to pay, you know, the 10%. Right, so which thousand dollars grand. Right. I think it was you know, 1150 with their fee or 1050 whatever, to get out of jail on murder. Yeah. It costs that much to get out of jail on a DUI, I think. Or if not more. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. I mean, catch and release. Most of these people, and most of these judges are doing this catch and release stuff. And that's why the state is having to step in. And the state, the Constitution gives, this, gives the state the ability. They give the legislature the ability to vote on these things. I'm hoping HB 1020 passes, if for nothing else. You remember when they, when they finally passed or did away with Roe versus Wade? I do. Or Roe or whatever. And they made the, and they showed all the, <clears throat> they showed all the highlights. It was kind of like 2016 election night. They showed all the liberals crying and screaming oh, yeah. and screaming. I can't wait to watch these old Democrats around here re and scream and cry. <laughs> you know, especially guys like Kamikaze and that crew. I'll call him by name on here. I don't like him. I don't either. <laughs> He's a racist. And it's I mean, okay, I, I, but, it's, I, but it's okay. I don't, I don't know him like you guys do, so I can't really comment much. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to see that. The, I call it the hashtag Woke Jackson crew. I can't wait to see them screaming yeah. and reeing and crying yeah. and, you know, and, and it's all just to make their lives better. I don't live in Jackson. No. You know, well, but I, I, mean, none of but I would like to be able to safely come to Jackson and, and, you know, enjoy some things. I'd like to be able to go down to highball lanes and find them when I had to worry about a drive-by shooting. Yep. And, you know, and then we haven't even began to talk about all the other issues with the water problem in all these places, unfortunately either a having to go out of business or almost go out of business. I mean, and, and that's the problem. That's, that's the problem with Jackson is you, you get these guys that anytime somebody actually wants to try to help Jackson, they want to scream racism. It's like, well, hold on, man. This, this is going to save more black lives than anything that's currently coming out of Jackson leadership. Than any policy y'all currently have, this HB 1020 will save more black lives in Jackson than any other single 
policy and, they'll have in place. And more poverty. It will save more poverty, too. It will prevent poverty. Right. You know, it'll, it'll, help, it'll help stabilize the real estate market over there. Yep. It will help stabilize the tax base. People will, money goes where money feels safe. Poverty goes where it has to. Yep. Unfortunately, it does. Let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined by Dirty D, Daryl Arnold, and Brian Jones on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Man, y'all get over there to Mack Hike of Flowood. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram gets you a new vehicle today. Go see Corey and the team over there. Home of the three ninety nine. Car payment, home of the in and out in one hour once you've decided and picked your vehicle out. Don't be unrealistic. It takes a minute. You know, get, get, pick the right vehicle, get you get with a good salesperson over there, a good knowledgeable salesperson, work through the trim levels, make sure you're buying the one that fits you best. As a car salesman, that's important, man. Drive a few, start at the bottom, start at the entry level, and then work your way up to the limiteds because you may find something in the middle there <clears throat> that works out just right for you. And uh, once you do that, once you get inside, you start your paperwork, their promise is to get you in and out in one hour. They got some massive rebates and cash back going on over there right now. You can check it all out online, MacHikeCDJRF.com, or just go Google MacHikeFlowwood, and it'll pop up for you. Or, heck, even better, just go right there, Lakeland Drive at Airport Road, Mac Hike of Flowwood. All right, here in the studio, the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios, I've got Brian Jones and Dirty Daryl D. Arnold. These are two jackson traditions here um staples in the local music scenes brian a staple in the national music scene as well and uh then you have me that had the venues and promoted concerts these guys you know they know what to expect when you come on the show we're not going to dodge tough topics just because they're musicians or they want to are they not comfortable talking about it it's uh we break rules when necessary around here that's more than just a slogan and <clears throat> one of the things that I want to talk about a little bit here. I want to steer away from Jackson for one second. We can okay. we can go to, we can go Jackson wall to wall. Musicians, right. Super Bowl last night, okay. halftime show. Um, that ain't for us. No, it it, it is not programmed for uh, straight males. Yeah, well, it's also you know the the whole middle age male. Nothing's really for us anymore. It's, they kind of threw us a bone with Chris Stapleton on the national anthem. And Great he did job. a fantastic job. Yes, he did. Brilliant. Great job. But the halftime show, I mean, man, maybe Metallica just don't want to do it. Maybe that's <laughs> the case. Maybe. And look, I know Garth is a cuck liberal, but maybe Garth, I would still like to see Garth right, do the Super right. Bowl, you know, kind of like how Paul McCartney and them did. But I, I, I could I could suspend my anger for his political beliefs for, for a night to see Garth do the Super Bowl. Right. It would be cool. Because it would be over the top, Elvis type stuff, and or like, or like the Prince. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. The Prince or the Paul McCartney one, yeah, yeah. something like that. Paul, to me, everybody goes to the Prince as being the greatest one. I'll be honest, that Paul McCartney one it was awesome. Was fun. the whole field became a stage. It was phenomenal. It, it's 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 very underrated. But uh, <clears throat> Metallica, the Rolling Stones. There's some there's some big bands, big artists out there other than hip hop and R and B that ain't done it yet, that feel like, man, we're going to get to that point where they're, they've aged out of being able to do it. And again, right. maybe Metallica doesn't want to, but I doubt that. I it would doubt, feel I like the fe- that's the feather in the hat at the end of a career right there. I would think so. You know, but, man, all this hip-hop. And look, 
I'll be the first to say I enjoyed last year's with all the, the Dre and Snoop and right, Eminem too, and, actually, yep. and and all that took me back to when I got my license in '92. I mean, I enjoyed that. You know, I know everybody can hate on it. Oh, you know, but that was a it straight was up. That was straight up Midnight Sun, the Edge times. They catwalk, and they kept the politics out of it, mm-hmm. and all that. And you know, I can enjoy that. I, w- I was telling the story last Monday. Uh, so last weekend, we went to the I Love the '90s tour up there in the Silver Star. Oh, I the, saw your post. Yeah, Vanilla Ice, Tone Loke basically died on stage, um, and Rob Bass. Yeah, Tone Tone hashtag died yeah. suddenly, but they brought him back. They said it was a epileptic seizure. But uh, I, I think otherwise. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. But uh, with all that said, it was an amazing show. It was an amazing good time. There was not one word of any of the political buzzwords. I didn't hear uh, equality, equity, racism. Unity. I, unity. I never didn't hear a single one of those words. It was all like, do my fellas run this? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hell yeah. You know, just that yeah. kind of stuff back and forth. Just it was, a party. It was a party, man. The whole thing. Even the downtime, because they got a DJ with a hype man. It was a party. And that's what music should be. Music should be a party. Right. Now, look, there is there a time and a place for a political message in music? Yeah. If I go search out that artist and that has that message, then I've decided that's the time and the place for me to listen to that. Have time at the Super Bowl? Not the time. Not or the, time. the place. Or the place. Thank you. Okay. So, one of the big things been going around here lately is... <clears throat> Since the Grammys last week, and this has been every year for the last few years, these big awards, it's one devil worshiping thing or another. I, I don't watch the crap, so I don't care. I mean, I, I care because I, li- I literally don't watch it, but I do kind of care. I, I, exactly. Um, so one of the things is I, I just said to myself, well, you know, bro, I, I have a hard time getting too riled up about it. I grew up with pen- drawing pentagrams and Motley Crue and going to Marilyn Manson concerts. Ozzy, and, Ozzy Osbourne, Alice Cooper. Yeah, I mean, just all, you know, Knights and Satan service kiss, you yeah. know. I mean, <laughs> I, I just grew up with all of this messaging. I listened to death metal. I mean, growing right. up. Deicide Slayer. And, yeah, slow Slayer, you know. Yeah. Even rap, like Three Six Mafia. I still do. I'm wearing a cradle of filth shirt. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I, I, am I being a little bit of a hypocrite? If I get mad about Sam Smith and I don't even know the girl's name or Little Nas X, I mean, it's disgusting. I don't care for it at 45. Right. But I'll intervene on that if you don't mind. I don't think. Please do. I don't think that's. No. So to draw an analogy, what you just said back, what we were doing, that was more gimmick related. I mean, that was when music mattered. You were trying to move records, you were trying to move sales. That's when tangible product made you money and, and touring, obviously. But even more so back then, tangible product made you more money, more so than touring. Now it's the opposite. Now you have to tour. So no, when uh, he says tangible product, he's talking about merchandise and record sales. Correct. Right. Yeah, not physical. Real, streaming, rec- streaming real records, did, real cassettes. When we were in this game and started, you know, streaming wasn't a was wasn't even an issue. Hell, they didn't have the internet. So. No. Um, but as far as um, that's a good point you mentioned, Clay. As far as the well, it's an agenda sh- now. It feels like it's part of a agenda to push all this now. Where then but, it was just a but gimmick. it's being pushed with other things. That's what I, yeah. so I was getting at. Like the shout out the shout out the devil record. Okay, G- gimmick related. Gimmick related. I mean, it's just, they were every Wasp record has been gimmick related. Slayer gimmick related. I mean, it's a very well known fact. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with it to use any type of imagery. Tom Orea is a very well known 
devout Catholic. I mean, they don't think about say they don't think about any. It's all about politics, war, things of that nature. What the difference today from from then was an agenda to make money for themselves. It wasn't an agenda to influence anyone. The same with Ozzy. Ozzy has Christian beliefs. Every, and as far as Alice Cooper, I know him personally. You know, we've toured with Alice seven, seven or eight times. And one of the biggest, per, you know, persons of Christian belief that you will find, he's been sober. Well, Kerry King is Slayer's a huge years. Trump supporter, right? Ain't that yeah. kind of why Slayer broke up finally was <laughs> yeah. the, the political they, they had political differences. Um, so we, we go in that. But now the way it's changed is they're not as blatant. Well, the, the Grammys may be an exception. But they're using imagery, the third eye, of course, all Illuminati-based stuff. Um, and we can get off. That would be getting off into a different subject altogether. But it's it's hidden, but it's pushed, if that makes sense. So they went overboard. Well, you hide in plain sight. Yeah, yes. you hide in plain sight. And Perfect. they do that daily. Like, like, like but, I mean, I don't think it's any secret here. You know, I may have sold a drug or two in my life when I was going through addiction issues. I was always like, let's meet in the most busiest place and do it in plain sight. Yep. You hide in plain sight. You don't go. You don't go in the dark area behind the gas station to do it. Oh. That's where. That's where you look ridiculous, and people see you do it. You hide in plain sight. And that's what, like I was saying earlier, with movies, TV. So it is literally the whole entertainment slash whatever you want to call it, Hollywood. Of course, not everyone's like that. I mean, obviously. However, the majority of the people are on board with their. Um. You know, Chris, let's be honest, Christianity is an all-time low right now, and that's unfortunate. And it's never been popular. Let's be let's be honest, even back then. Yeah. It's never big, been mainstream. Big, right. Well, that's what I'm saying, but it's mainstream. It's synonymous with, with popularity. Christianity was is has never been right. popular many, in the United States. And it's States. not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. That's a fact. How yeah. many mainstream Christian artists can you name off the top of your head? Not, I personally not, can name a lot because only because I like. But it. I can't. I, I can only name. But the average person five. couldn't, and that's what's sad. Do you know the first Christian concert I ever went to was Striper. A, no, I can one up you. I Michael W. Smith. Petra. 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 Okay, we are not of this world. That was their debut record. One of my favorite records. I still listen to Petra, and they're actually still around. Still I went making, and downloaded some of it. The still other day. making records. So, yeah. if, so if you're talking about that, like Stephen Curtis Chapman, Petra, Carmen, Striper, obviously. Yep. Demon Hunter, one of my favorite bands, one of the greatest metal bands of all time, straight up Christian disciple. I mean, you have, you but have they're tons all going to be put on the back seat, Third just day. like yeah. movie stars are. You know, take for instance, and I'm, this is probably a corny example, but it is true at least. The all those girls that were doing the Hallmark mystery movies, you may not be a fan of them. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. They all left Hallmark because they're not going to push that other agenda. That's right. They started the American Family that's Network right. or something like right. that. Yep, that's true. They, they're like, we're not going to push the gay agenda. That's right. I mean, look, man, I say it on the show all the time. People think I'm homophobic, and I am not. Me either. It adds, that, me either. And that I've that actually of, been with you out to places. That offends me more than when they call me a racist. Right. Because I have never, nope. ever cared. What I care about, I do not care what you do in your bedroom. Right. Do not care, but keep it in your bed. You don't want to know what I do in my bedroom. Exactly. Keep, keep, keep it in your bedroom. Don't be out there trying to do drag queen story hour. And yeah. don't, you know, if I don't want to wear rainbows. I don't want to wear rainbows. And it I, is what it is. I think the thing that bothers me the most about 
all of this is what they're pushing on the children. And we all are at the age now, all three of us, where that matters. And it matters a lot. And that, Well, that goes back to, like Clay was saying, with the Grammys, which that was what I was trying to finish that statement on, was the Grammys, as opposed to back in our older days, Clay, like the, what you were talking about, Motley Crue and things of that nature. It's different now. So now they're pushing more than one thing, obviously. They're pushing the... You know the he if he she there, the he she there. Um, you know you can't say him or you know the the, the, the gender based whatever the you transgender stuff. Whether they're a wolf or a bird and all that, but the, <laughs> the Satanism thing was pushed the other night, and it was very blatantly, obviously. And it was brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, that's all that. And that's that not even too. a joke. But but the fact that but the fact that the CBS, a Viacom company. Allowed that tweet? on their TV. Yeah. That shows you that the problem. We can talk about Epstein. And stuff Did like you see that. the I'm CBS tweet? Theorists. Yeah, they said we're here to worship or something. Yeah, we, the, we are here. Well, to that's what I'm worship. But it's all look. We could. It's not a conspiracy theory. If people don't think that the higher execs in these companies are behind this, pushing the agenda, they're they're highly mistaken. That what Sam Smith did. He added. He was able to kill four or five birds of one stone he pushed illuminati beliefs he pushed satanism if you look at it. no matter how you want to do that he pushed whatever you want to call it. i mean is that the, the transgender is that transgender homosexual i don't know what you would even call that well, the, the, well the, the girl the I girl guess, the, 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 first the, one, the one playing female is was is openly had had her stuff back removed when she was 16 as a minor was, which was unheard of at yep. 16 in germany now she actually went through the whole thing, so she didn't take hormone. I mean, they literally hold that, hold that did thought. the surgery. We got to take a break real quick. We're gonna come back. We're gonna close out the hour. We got a whole another hour of this to go. This is the Clay Edwards Show, joined live in studio this morning by Brian Jones and Dirty D. Daryl Arnold. We'll be right back on one zero three nine WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. We got about a minute and a half for our top of the hour break, so I'm not going to do an ad read here. I want to say uh, say something, bring a little off air conversation to air. I got Dirty D, Daryl Arnold, and Brian Jones. Uh, they got their Full Moon Circus reunion going. We're going to talk more about that in the next hour. But you know, one of the things we were talking about <clears throat> is the the devil worshiping in music, the imagery, and all that. And now there's this big push for transgenderism. And, and I've seen the meme floating around that says, and it's got a picture of a bunch of 80s hair metal singers. Somebody, yeah, back in my day, people didn't listen to our singers, didn't dress like girls. They absolutely dressed very feminine. But you Actually, never, I dressed like girls, basically. <laughs> but, you, but you never questioned, you know. Right, you what never questioned my gender, though. Yeah, you never questioned their gender. And you dang sure didn't question their sexuality. You knew they were pursuing women. Right. You know, and, and I mean, the imagery was all there. It was always with a lot of women. Right. It never crossed my mind that the big hair, Aquanet, and spandex, right. you know, could be considered trans. I didn't even know the word trans. See, trans growing up, you saw these, like, what, the, what they do, like, these uh, drag queen shows. Right. Like, to me, that was what trans right. was. We didn't know any. We didn't know anything else. You know, now you, now you got pansexuals and transsexuals and all these other things that don't make any sense to me. But, again, yeah. to each their own. Just keep right. it away from the kids. Yeah. All right. We got about fifteen seconds. You got birds and wolves. I've got Brian Jones. <laughs> be a bird. I got Daryl Arnold in the studio. We got bears too. Yeah, you have probably. So we got all kinds of stuff. And again, to each their own. Just keep it at home. That's all I'm saying. All right, we'll be right back. Top of the hour news break. When we come back, we got a ton of great stuff. Stay tuned. One zero three nine WYB.
award-winning podcaster. How about award-winning radio host maybe someday soon? This is The Realist Show on Radio, your daily dose of reality radio. The radio show that breaks rules when necessary. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. I am joined in studio, the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios, by Brian Jones and Daryl Dirty D. Arnold. Hello, fellas. What's up, brother? What's up, bro? Coming into the next hour, y'all. Good morning. Yes, we're going to have a good one. Real quick, man, this hour, or this segment, is brought to you by my good friends out at Guns and Gear, located right there, 51 North in Gluckstadt, right there at Yandale Road. Go see Hunter and the team uh, for all of your firearms and ammunition and accessories needs. They got it all, man. But, hey, they're way more than just a gun and ammo store. They've they've got you taking care of all your gunsmithing needs Cerakoting needs and more. You can shop them online, locally owned, locally operated, right there on 51. The website is gunsandgearms.com. Just like Guns in Roses, but Guns in the letter N, gearms.com, 24 7, 365. Support local, support these advertisers, and support this show and this radio station. Otherwise, we don't get to do this if you don't support them and they continue to support us. We don't take a single penny of taxpayer dollars here at WYAB. This ain't this ain't super take. This is WYAB. Huh. We ain't advertising welfare uh programs over here. Right. The only the only the only welfare we advertise only welfare program we advertise is get up and take your butt to work and get you a check. Right. <laughs> get that check. And uh we so we do appreciate our sponsors and we appreciate you supporting those sponsors. All right, guys. Uh, bef- let's let's clean up Let's clean up the guns in your text line real quick. We've had a bunch of engagement, uh, and I appreciate them. So let's just run through a few. This is a kind of rapid fire here. Some of it may be on subject. Some of it may not be, but I like to catch up. Uh, one of our best textures, Reagan Ken, black conservative. He's got some interesting thoughts. He chimes in. When the Kansas City Chiefs going to change their name, isn't their name offensive to Indians and therefore the world? <laughs> the Redskins caved. The Chiefs are overdue. The Chiefs should change their name to the Kansas City Americans or something. They used to be the Dallas Stars. They did. You know, before they moved to Kansas City. Of course, I am being sarcastic. So tired of organizations uh, capitulating to fools. Make, makes the spread of fools more successful. Amen to that. Yep. And, that, and that's what we call the agenda. Yep, it is. That's the agenda. Uh, JJ chimes in, says, Petra was one of my favorite Christian bands. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean, they had the big in the era of '80s hair metal. Yeah, they they, they were they, they were had, actually the first. Yeah, they, it was and them then Striper. Well, there was one before Baron Cross. Baron Cross. Too, yeah, yeah, Baron Cross was really on up there before Striper. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they were right around the same time. And if you're just chiming in, man, we were talking about um, Christianity and music, some of the Christian rock bands and whatnot. And um, real quick, Striper was one of my third or fourth concerts to ever go to. My mom was very particular about letting me go to concerts. I, I tricked her into a few. The hardest one ever was letting her let me go see uh, Queensryche with Suicidal Tendencies opening. When I told her the name of the opening band, it was like a record, a needle going across a record. Yeah. And I managed to get up in there. I was one of only, that was a small audience. That's probably the least attended show I've ever been to at the Coliseum, except the le- the last Shinedown show. But it was good. But it was though. a great show. That oh. was an Empire album. That yep. was the Empire. Tour. It was. It was phenomenal. Jeff Tate came out on the wheelchair during Best I Can. I remember that. Yeah. All right. So, 
Cassandra chimes in, so she votes for Leonard Skinner halftime show. I, you know, I just don't think they're going to let that happen. Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> for and, various reasons. And you know that's won't. unfortunate because they're legendary. Yeah, one of the whether you, whether you, bands whether of all you time. like you know, them or not. It, look, I would even look, this the, the Luke, this Luke Bryan bro country stuff ain't my thing. But I wouldn't have a problem with even either. even that mix it up a little bit. Right, even it, Luke Bryan, right. Yeah, it ain't got to be all catered to the black demographic. Or every it, it don't have to be all rock either. No. No. You know, I, I like know. that year they did Aerosmith and Kid Rock and uh, Justin Timberlake. and Mix it up a little. Yep. Mix it up a little. I mean, how about the fact Kid Rock's been on the Super Bowl, I think, twice now? <laughs> you know, he, he, they won't let him back. No, I'm sure they won't. <laughs> They ain't gonna let him back after that. Uh, after that last song, yeah. Him, him riding the, uh, well, you know, I can't say it on radio. Yeah. All right, Debbie chimes in on the Guns of Gear text line. Says, says, glad it would be nice to be able to go play tennis. Uh, we're talking about the, talking about the CCID being expanded in the Northeast Jackson. She goes, uh, it would be nice to be able to go play tennis at Palm Bridges Tennis Center and not worry about your vehicle being stolen if you have if you leave the door open for more than ten minutes, or if you're out playing an hour. And a half tennis match, and they don't break into fifteen cars in the parking lot. That's a shame too. That they, the tennis organization there's done such a great job keeping that ascent. They keep hell even tennis south over off McDowell Road. They've done a great job keeping that going. And I mean, I, I'm just gonna tell you, I don't care how much I love something, I ain't going to South Jackson to do it. Clay out, yeah. Like Seacrest out, yeah. Clay out. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Let's see here. Unknown texter chimes in and says, "My limit was one." LOL. I guess we're talking about the D rise. He says his limit was one. I was uh, I was for sure not about to F A F O, right? <laughs> Fafo, Dagwood chimes in says they won't they won't offend you unless you're conservative, Caucasian, Christian, Dagwood. Now look, I, I I have really tried to make it a point to move move on from just saying conservative white males. They don't like conservative black males either. They consider them a bigger threat than they consider us. They don't like middle aged males especially. Your, your your Kim Wade's of the world, your Derek's of the world that calls into the show, black conservatives. Bro, they get they're trying to do all they can to stifle them, and uh, we can go on and on. And Reagan, Ken, my fellow here, and so on and so forth. They they're a threat. Yep, they are a legitimate threat to their to their whole agenda. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Kimberly chimes in. She goes, "Blue Jean Alley, he beat me to it." Wow. <laughs> uh, unknown texter. Oh, this is Scott again. Scott said, "Uh, that is Blue Jean Alley." Okay, so all right. We're caught up on to, well, Reagan can sit one last in here. He goes, uh, the late Carmen was one of my favorite Christian entertainers. Mainstream gospel music did not like him at the time. Today, Christian music welcomes everyone. Very good. And there are actually some good Christian bands that are newer. Sure. Yeah. I are, mean. Well, what, what's the, what's, what's, there is one mainstream, one, like mainstream rock Christian band. What's the name of them? Uh, rock Christian band? It's like a mainstream rock Christian band. Um, oh, yeah, that played out in Flowood. Well, heck, they, 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 oh, the one that played at the amphitheater. Man, no, they played hey. with uh, they they opened up for Three Doors Down and Shine Down and them all the time. What's the name of that band? Uh, they had a guy and a girl lead singer at one point. Oh, uh, I'm not sure of that one, but Pod is actually P.O.D. a Christian band. Pod, yeah. I know that Clay's talking about it. I'm just drawing a blank. Heck, the guy that opened the guy uh, Stephen Yatroska's music music bed is is them. I'm just drawing a blank. Oh, uh, but that aside, <clears throat> what? Real quick, when we were in L.A., Daryl, yes, and we, we were living off West Alameda Boulevard, right down there below. And the, you may or may not, have, and you may or may not have had some eyeliner on. Just let I may just or may, there's a picture. There's a very questionable picture of me and Daryl floating oh, no. around. <laughs> <laughs> I do have it. Uh, uh, 
it was uh, Skillet. Skillet is the band I was looking Skillet, for. Yeah. Right, yeah, thank, yeah, you, yeah. thank you. Thank texter. you, Texter. All right, let's take a call real quick. Hey, Caller, you're on there. Hey, Caller, you're on there. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were referring to 12 Stones or Evanescence. It was Skillet. It was Skillet. Skillet. That was my other guess. Okay, yeah, they're great. Yeah, they are. They're, and they, they're, they played I mean, in fire back in the day. They and did. they're still around doing it. Yeah, and they actually yeah. get radio, well, rock radio play. Yeah, they're play. probably the most popular uh, Christian rock group around, I'd say. Yeah, they are the modern-day striper. Yeah, and there's some good Christian metal out there. Uh, if you get, if there's any metalheads listening, bands like Norma Jean, and uh, I can't think of any others because I'm on the radio and I'm on the spot. But there's some really good Christian heavy metal out there. That's good stuff, there, brother. Hey, man, appreciate All you calling. Right. Thank you. Uh, anytime, Clay. You have a good one. You as well. We got some great callers here, man. Yeah, really do. that's right. Hey, uh, the call-in line, by the way, if you want to chime in, talk to Brian, Daryl, or myself, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Let's see here. Oh, what I was going to say real quick. We were out in L.A., Daryl. <clears throat> we ended up at some crazy parties. I got to sit at the bar at the Rainbow Bar and Grill, not a gay bar, and got to meet Lemmy from Motorhead. Yep. I walk up to Lemmy, and I was like, Lemmy! He's like, did you just call me Lemon? <laughs> and that was my Lemmy moment. And he's yeah. sitting there. He was sitting there playing the eight line, the Cherry Max machine, and uh, with where, the where bottle they, with the bottle of Jack Daniels. Of course, Jack, I mean, I was, I was straight. I was straight off the turnip truck. Right. I mean, Daryl picked me up at, at Union Station. Yep. Like again, I rode the train. Picked me up. The first stop we made was the Rainbow. <laughs> I mean, I'm fresh from Mississippi. Welcome like, to Los Angeles. It was like Axl Rose stepping off the Greyhound in yeah. the uh, in Welcome the to the Jungle or Sweet Child of Mine, whichever video it was. Welcome to the Jungle. And uh, it was just right off the bus, man. And I walk in, the first person I see is Lemmy. Well, well, we were living, this is a little fun fact here, when we were living off West Alameda Boulevard, right down from us was this crazy group of quasi-Hispanic-looking dudes in a metal band. And Daryl's like, yeah, they just signed a big deal uh, with so-and-so. That's, they're called Corn. Yeah, that's Man, right. I remember you telling me yeah. that. Yeah. It, was, it ended up being Corn. It did. You know, just like living like two houses down from us. Right. You and know? that's and then, of course, the rest is history. Yeah. If you don't know who Corn is, I ain't going to be the one to tell you. If you right, know who exactly. Corn is, you know. Yeah, you know. So initially, they were Bakersfield, California. Initially, believe, yeah, but they yeah. moved to L.A. like yeah. everybody else did back then. You know, so that that was cool. And I, I've never even told that story. I, I don't think yeah, I literally forgot about it till you just brought it up. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. I met some cool people at the Rainbow. Oh yeah, too. That is the if you ever go to Los Angeles, California, which you probably don't want to nowadays, but if you just happen to have to be there, if you go to the Rainbow, according to my friends who still go, who unfortunately are stuck in L.A. and can't get out right now. <laughs> but the rainbow is still like it used to be. It doesn't go by the new rules of California. Um, so don't let the name confuse you. It is a still cool place to go. Still a bunch of rockers. Everybody's laid back. They don't follow the, you know, so-called whatever it is. And the celebrities there. in there are approachable. They very, very approachable. But don't be a, but don't be an idiot. Right. You know, so I, another little fun fact. We were at the Rainbow Eating, and I got to do the whole go through the kitchen and the bathroom experience. Asked me off air. Uh, <clears throat> but there's this group of kids sitting in a booth. Daryl's like, and this is before the reality show. Daryl's like, you know who they are? I was like, no, I don't. He's like, that's Ozzy's kids. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and it was super Jack young and, back then. Yeah, right? it was because this is 99. Right. So you put yourself in that, that time frame there. 
and uh, it was Jack, Jack and, and Kelly and Kelly, and uh, they were they, they were questionable looking at best, you know, very young to be in there. <clears throat> but then the reality show started pretty soon after that. They were far from twenty one, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take our break, and when we come back, let's bring it back to the local music scene. This is what you guys do. This is what I want y'all to talk about. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back with Dirty D, Daryl Arnold, and Brian Jones. We're going to talk about the Full Moon Circus reunion and more. And where you can find these guys at on the uh, on a weekly basis. We'll be right back. 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over there in Florence at A1 Gear and Auto. Get over there. Check out Justin and his team for all of your automotive repair needs. But, hey, man, they can do it all. But what they specialize in, what they are the best in, is checking on stuff with your ring and pinion, gears, rear end, transfer cases, all that good stuff. So if you're having any problems with your rear ends, transfer cases, or ring and pinions, go see A1 Gear and Auto. But, hey, if you check engine lights on, swing by. Let them check it out for you. See what's going on. They'll get it diagnosed and repaired. And if it's something they can't mess with, they can send you to the right folks. Kind of like when you go to your family doctor and they can recommend you to a specialist. A1 Gear and Auto can do that or if they, you know, or they'll fix it there themselves. Either way, you're going to get a good, honest opinion and estimate from those guys. I highly recommend them. Uh, about to get some work done on my Tahoe over there. So A1 Gear and Auto, right there on 49 South in Florence, Mississippi. If you're going south on 49, it's going to be on your right. Big white building, big red sign, right before you get to Gunner Road. You can't miss it. All right, I'm joined here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios by Brian Jones and Dirty D. Daryl Arnold. And, man, guys, look, we've been on a roller coaster ride this morning talking about a lot of different stuff in the uh, entertainment and culture industries and whatnot. Let's bring it back local. I know we got a lot of local musicians listening, as we do every morning, man. Shout out to all you guys for tuning in to the Cled, which I do appreciate you. Uh, Daryl, you can be found regularly at Shuckers, amongst other places. Who you, who, what, all, what all are you doing right now? All right, so what's going on with me right now is, uh, of course, I have Charade Unplugged, which, of course, is me and Rob Plafkin from the original band, Charade. There's been talk of some reunions for the full band, Charade. We just got to get Chris Painter on board. We got everybody else on board. Uh, but you can find me and Rob doing our duo acoustic stuff uh, three to five nights a week. All you have to do is check out Charade Unplugged on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and the rest of the crew. As far as, and then I do uh, a project called the Late Night All-Stars a couple of times a month at Shuggers, um, which is a, a late night deal only. And then open mic from here to there sometimes. Now, that's what all's going on with me. And as of very, very recent, like we talked about earlier, Don Grant, Chris Crawford, myself, and Brian Jones will be bringing back Full Moon Circus, which hasn't happened in about 13 years. I think the last venues we played was Electric Cowboy Days. And that's uh, a cover band we were all in back in the day. We're going to be doing some reunion shows. Some of them actually start in the next two weeks. About six or so this year. Tell us about the big one going on down there at the Bomb Drag Strip. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, that would be that's going to be April twenty eighth and 29th, uh Swing and Bridge Festival in Byram. And Clay, I mean Clay, y'all, y'all playing both nights? No, we're just doing Saturday night. Uh, Friday night is the Eldorado band, and then Soundcheck the band. 
Now, the El Dorado Man was the house man at Pops for years, yeah. so that's yeah. worth going to check out. Yeah. And if you hadn't seen Soundcheck, great guys. <laughs> I mean, really good band. They're called Soundcheck the Band. Yeah. And then, on of course, we're on the Saturday show. And what I'm also excited about, I'm excited about us being able to play there because I've actually never played there. And But I'm also excited that Driving and Crying is playing. Yeah, so y'all are opening for Driving and Crying. Yeah, yeah direct support with Kevin and the guys. That's going to be great. And man. we're all I'm friends. and straight to hell. Such a great I'm band, and like they're still mind. out there doing it. And, and we've been, I've been friends with those guys for a long time. I know Daryl's known that band for a long time. But um, And what, ironically, it's funny, just to sum it up. So Daryl and I have been hearing about, thir- you know, so when I started the band in 99, uh like it, we already discussed it for viewers that are just now get our listeners that are just now getting with us we played our first show with clay and that's a true story and and we ended up being a really big circuit band you know we followed we tried to pattern ourselves i always believe if you want to be successful look at successful people velcro pygmies i followed velcro pygmies i learned i absorbed did all that same with the us i mean those were my friends and they taught me so much and we ended up kind of being competitors, but in a friendly, you know, sense, because back then, I mean, you know, we all vied to be the best at the dock. And But I remember Full Moon, you know, without people like you or Clay or, excuse me, or Chip Matthews or Daryl or any, we never would have made it. And we ended up making it and playing 14 states, and we were going all the time. So we were not really a local band. We started locally because we lived here. But our first big show, I mean, how cool is that? That was when 12 Stones was on top of the world. And our first big show was opening for 12 Stones at, at, Clay's, at Clay's venue, uh, you know, Crazy obviously eight. Crazy 8. So Byram, back to the festival, that's going to be a great time. And, and ironically, one of our last shows, with the exception of the Electric Cowboy, I believe in Destin, Florida, was our last show, which ties into Lillian. I, I can tell you that story real quick. But to the Lillian X saga, but uh, the Swinging Bridge a couple of months before, prior to that, um, was our was one of our last shows too, and so we did play that festival before, and it was a lot of fun. It's just a small hometown, fam- family oriented event. You're they do it well, man. It's a it's a it's a it's like a family county carnival kind yeah, of right. setup out there. Yep. It's, I've never been to it, believe it or not, even being from there. But uh, family friendly wasn't always my thing. <laughs> real no, this is real really quick, good. Brian, before we get into that next story, run over the dates of the Byram Festival one more time in the Times. And what's the cover charge? Um, I believe the cover charge is at 10 or 15, I believe. And I know it's not more than 15. Um, and that you can find more online on the Swinging Bridge Festival on Facebook. They have their own page. Um, and the dates are April 28th and 29th, again, Friday night. Tons of stuff, rides for the children, tons of vendors, tons of food, drinks, um, you know, alcoholic beverages, southern beverage, I believe, will be there, um, as well as uh, Capital City and, and all of that for the adults. Um, and then El Dorado Band, as well as Soundcheck. Saturday night is is followed by uh, fireworks as well after driving and grind. So we will go from 6.30 to 8.30, and then 30-minute changeover, and then, of course, driving and grind 9 to 11, followed by fireworks. Cool. That's going to be one of the last big events before it gets too hot to do stuff outside. Yeah, and driving and grind, people don't realize how how big they were. 
I oh, mean, they're huge. And and I mean, they've gone platinum several times, but that first record with Honeysuckle Blues and and then uh, you know Straight to Hell, and then you got Let's Fly Me for, Courageous on the other. Right, the which other we record. played that on ninety eight rock for yeah just, over and over. And they're still out doing it, so we're really excited about playing that playing that show. Brian, what else are you doing? You um, play? You still you still gigging acoustic around town and stuff? Yeah, man, I always have my um, f- yeah my hand in something. So the the full moon thing came up. Daryl and I had been hearing about it from our other two members for years, so it kind of became a running joke. We're like, okay, well, whenever you are ready, just let us know. And three years later. I finally was like, you know what? I'll just book the shows because otherwise they're just going to keep talking about it. And so that's how that happened. And then we're excited. We're working hard, and it's not. It's it's going to be a fun event. And we're all older, so when you get to this age, you appreciate those things a little more. Well, not- we need some more full. Well, as much as I am happy for all you guys to find success doing the unplugged stuff, and and, and all that around town, and that the venues that maybe not can hold bands or opening their arms to that type stuff. And again, that y'all can make a living being musicians and in central Mississippi is a f- phenomenal feat in and of itself. I am excited for some full bands to come back around sure. and here, see some full band shows to have some parties and to be able to get out and enjoy that. I agree. And it also allows us to, you know, open up our, our, our playbook too, because listen, I'll tell you what, I am very, very, very grateful and blessed for all the people that allow us to play acoustically at their restaurant, bar, venue, whatever it may be. I'm, I love it. Um, and we, and I make a living at it, knock on wood, but I'm also, it's a different level of excitement when you can open that playbook and do some full band stuff. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. No, no, no. It's going to be a good time. It's exciting. And uh, I think the music marketplace is ready for a bit of a resurgence on the rock and roll side. A little rock and roll revival around here. I mean, Storage 24, Fred, that bunch is getting it back together. Now, they're all original, and that's great, and they got a great following. I don't care, original, covers, whatever. I want to hear some rock and roll, not this garage band, Fondren type stuff. No knock on them. That just ain't what I listen to. Sure. You know what I mean? That indie rock type stuff, that just ain't my thing, but to each their own, uh, you, you cater to what you like and be honest to yourself, and you, your crowd will find itself. But to get out and hear some stuff that I know I know all the words to, that I enjoy, that keeps me standing up and having fun, that's what a band like Full Moon Circus does. That's what y'all do when you go out and you play your acoustic stuff or unplugged stuff. I don't want to, you know, I think acoustic gets a bad rap sometimes because people think it's going to be all sad songs, and that's definitely not not what it is at all. Uh, it's definitely upbeat and fun stuff. <clears> there <throat> may be a ballad well, mixed in every it, now and then. But. And it's all how it's presented, though. I mean, you can, like, what I do is totally different from what Daryl and Rob do, and and what they do is totally different from what I do. You know? And it's all subjective. Like, some people get what I do and some don't, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I I sat out when I left uh, Lillian Axe back in 2020 because I wanted to just get off the road and spend more time with my daughters. And retired, uh, you know, everybody thought I was crazy. They're like, man, I can't believe you left. But you got to remember, I'd done it for so long. I never had a break because this is all I've ever done my entire life. And the uh, the the kids today, and I say that, I don't mean that in a negative connotation, but the, the local musicians here and the musician scene, 
it's not unified, and it's not. It, you know, that's I stick to myself. I talk to Daryl, talk to my great friend Jason Turner, um, uh, some people like that. Uh, Bubba Wingfield is, a, a, is another good buddy, but it's very few and far between because there's no unity, and I've I've said that from day one. People hate on each other. Success breeds hate. I learned that a long time ago, and when I was like Clay, you and I were listening to Lillian Axon. Little did I know that I would ever become the singer. Yeah, and, and I've never changed. I've never talked about that publicly in Jackson, um, and that's a true story. I mean, there's no if you watch the movie Rockstar, nowhere am I nowhere am, anywhere am I saying that. I'm even close to that because that's based on priests. But it's it's a re- is, regional version of the same thing. Yeah, but but to a national level because yeah. we've played internationally, thirty two countries, three continents. But what I'm getting at is, you know, these the kids today. It's like you know trying to get their respect. I just I just stopped. I mean, because I'm okay with what I've done, and and I've never changed. When I wasn't touring with Lillian, I still came home and I still played acoustic shows. I never changed, you know, ever. But, you know, success breeds hate, and I hate that because I wish everybody would just be unified. And uh, it's a hard business as it is already. And Got to hang, hang out with successful folks, man. You want to be successful? Hang but out if, with we, successful if we could help each other yep. so much, so many things would be better. And there's just so many people that don't even know myself or know Daryl or whoever and they're not even willing to – I learned from observance. I learned from people like Steve Blaze. And, God, I never had any idea I'd be in the, able to play with him. Um, and ironically, Daryl was with me when I got the call to, to audition, um, playing the last Full Moon Circus show coming from Florida. We were on 98. I remember pulling over. Daryl was with me because Daryl was – I mean, I was growing up watching Daryl. You were too. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I, of course, Daryl and I were friends even when I was real, real young. But I was watching Charade. I was watching Lillian Axe. Lillian Axe was bigger than life to us back then. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they had – it's not like they were just a regional. Right? They had videos on MTV. They, they were doing well. It's just MCA didn't push them the way they were. And they were going against Motley Crue, Skid Row. They, so they didn't have the push that they deserved. Steve Blaze is one of the kindest – people that I've ever met and one of the most underrated guitar players in the world but he gave me a shot but I got that call ironically on the last Full Moon Circus show coming back from Florida and he said hey Derek left Derek left and you know would you like to try out and that's how that came about and I was just dumbfounded because this is a band that I grew up listening to constantly my dad was taking me to to watch them with Queensryche or whoever and uh to end up being able to sing for him for twelve years and do four, you know, four albums, what well, one EP and two full lengths, and then a a single. Uh, who would ever thought that? No, that's awesome. All right, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show, joined here live in the Mac Hiker Fluid Studios by Brian Jones and Daryl Dirty D. Arnold. We'll be right back on one hundred three nine. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here in the Mac Hike of Fluid Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by. Ellis Autoplex. Get out there. See me this week. I'll be on boots on ground all week there at Ellis Autoplex 2195 Highway 471 in Brandon. We are your used Ford truck capital of Rankin County. I would dare say capital of Mississippi. We call it Little Truck City. Of course, we got more than just Ford trucks. We got a couple Dodge trucks too. We also have 
a nice selection of SUVs and even a couple of cars. We've got a Lexus and an Infinity car. But you can check out the website, ellisautoplex.com. You can also sell us your vehicle. That's right, man. We buy them right off the street. No, uh, no fake cashier's checks like these marketplace scammers I see getting y'all all of the time. Bring it by to us. Let us buy it from you. Save you the headache. Give you a good check, a good local check. You can run right to the bank and cash today. Ellis Autoplex, Rankin County's hometown dealership. Shout out to my Ellis Autoplex family. Great Super Bowl party yesterday. Thank you to Casey and Rachel for hosting all of us. Had a great time. All right. Joined live here in the studio by the one and only Mr. Dirty D, Daryl Arnold, and Brian Jones. We were uh, kind of wrapping up the local music scene stuff. Brian, you just at the end of the day, you feel like it just needs to be a little more unity, a little less trash talk. Yeah, more. it's a, it, it's been like that forever. And I mean, I don't get I just don't. And maybe I should uh, practice what I preach and, and talk about it through education and, and trying to help. But a lot of these, uh, and, and I see that it it's, and, and it's, this may offend people, but I mean, it's typically what I've seen. It comes from the younger crowd, not the older crowd. So like the, 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 my my like myself or Daryl or, or other older musicians that have been doing this a long time, we seem to take the brunt of it. The younger kids, man, there's a lot of talent out there, and uh, instead of helping one another, you know, helping one another, it seems like they're just tearing each other down and and definitely trying to tear us down. So it bo- that bothers me. Well, Always has as far as it is a different time period, though you know, obviously. Yeah, and, and they were like, these kids weren't even alive when we were gigging. So I mean, they, they, I don't know, I don't know how they view us, and I, I don't really concern myself with it. But I, I wish that it was a more unified environment. They don't look at accomplishments and things of that nature. And I've never changed. Daryl never changed when when we got our lucky breaks, and uh, you know. But I do think what makes me feel good, like if I'm playing at a one of the local venues that I play at that I do enjoy this part. There'll be a lot of young people that come up and ask for music that I had no idea that they would have listened to. So that means they either a had cool parents or educated themselves on good music. Now that does happen a lot. So that's the good part. That's the rewarding part of all of it. Yeah, I mean, like your peers aren't always going to like you or appreciate what you're doing. No, of course at the end not. Of the day. No. I mean, and look, I, and that's the way it is in any industry. Though. Go work in sales. Yeah, I know. I, know. And, I, have, I have your your coworkers are rooting, actively rooting, and uh, partaking in your failure. So <laughs> it's a it, it is what it is. Success breeds hate. I mean, it's sad. I, mean, I it have does. I have sold cars, so I know. Yeah, I mean, it's survival of the sickest. Yeah. It really is, and just envy. But envy, man, having real estate in someone's head—I I just don't understand that premise because you, you're wasting your life away. Well, it's when if you acknowledge them, you're just you're feeding into what they want. Just ignore them and move on, and they'll do, uh, they'll end up doing the same. Do what you do. Yep, that is. You can't you can't change people. Uh, they got foul hearts. You know, yeah, that's it true. is what it is. Uh let's see here, man. I made a few little notes. Hey, Brian. Yes. Something talking about growing up in South Jackson. I I, I pick at you about this a good bit. Um, hadn't talked about it in a while. You were the first people I've ever seen. I wish we had had cameras back in the day. You were the first people I've ever seen uh, the McDonald's staff jump. You remember that on McDowell Road? Yeah, that's a true story. Um, it, it, you know, if that had happened now, though, that that would have been unheard of. But back then, that was swept under the rug. And I should have... 
I could have owned and Clay knows. It was a McDonald's or McDowell, right? I could have owned the. I could have owned. Uh, I, I could have owned that trademark. I mean, yeah. if you really literally oh, yeah. think about what happened to us, make to make a long story short on McDowell Road, what Clay is talking about was myself and uh, I won't mention the other names, but two two of my friends. We were at McDonald's. I was. Not, there, I saw it happen. Yeah, not doing anything and. Uh, uh, asked for ketchup or something, something sim- simplistic, and uh, and they threw a, a bunch of stuff at us at one time, like ketchup packets and all this. These were workers, by the way, and uh, young little Democrats. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, some words ensued, and it was three of us and about twenty of McDonald's employees. They physically locked the door, and they fought us. Um, t- we got jumped by twenty people. Um, ended up going to the hospital and all that. So it uh, it was weird. We did well, considering it was three of us yeah. and 20 of them. But, uh, you know, I, why we never pursued that, I don't know if it was more because we were afraid our parents were going to really have a problem because we, we were in high school. A different world back then. I mean, but, I mean, we were literally beat. I mean, we were jumped, beat up, gang beat by 20 employees of a the the biggest fast food chain in the world. So you know so why wouldn't if that would have happened in twenty twenty three, my friend? You would have owned McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I probably could have then, and and I to this day that's funny. Clay mentioned that. I don't know why we didn't pursue that. that I, I think I know why one of them didn't pursue it because he had some, you know, he had some problems with the law that yeah. he didn't want to draw attention to himself, but. That was the most bizarre thing, and I, that's funny you mentioned that because I kind of forgot about that. And I didn't mention it to be uh, facetious towards you at all. I mentioned it to, no, it to, 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 to document the, the crumbling of Jackson. Yeah. You know, the, the cracks were in the foundation. It was, for, uh, yeah, it had already started back then. Yeah. I mean, it just, because that was, yeah, that was high school, man. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was 90, 93, 94. 93, 94. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so bizarre that you mentioned that. But that did that was a true story. It was. Because if you had seen that now, it would have been unheard of. Somebody would have filmed it. Yeah, I mean, but if that, if they had to put that on YouTube back then, yeah, that would be unheard of. But if you put that on YouTube now, even the shockingest things are now, that would still be unheard of. Now, you know, I don't eat fast food. I haven't in years. But with it, I mean, look, I've, I've had Chick-fil-A twice in the last three years, and, that, and I hadn't had any other kind of fast food. But yeah, do you know, know. What, you know the shocking part of that story more than anything is that there were 20 employees I was about to say at that. McDonald's at one time. Yeah. Well, well, now they're lucky if there's two. Yeah. It was between 18 and 20 for sure. I mean, because we were, we were – there was no way we could do anything. And we finally got saved because – not by McDonald's, not by the cops, but by our own peers yeah. that broke through the window to come get and us. And if there's anyone listening out there, and this is a honest question, this is not a knock or a joke, I would love to know the formula that all these people have now who don't have to work, but I can't understand how they pay rent and eat. I can't either. Yeah, especially after Tate did away with the with the the, the welfare the assistance. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So mind. if anybody knows the answer to that, because just, yeah, the lobbies are still closed. So I'm still hearing that. Even my car being in the shop, which is a new car, and GM's even having problems. And they still it drives me crazy because they're still using. And I want to. I don't want to get off music or whatever Clay want to talk about. But real quick, the COVID thing. They still use that excuse for everything in terms of. Yeah, shipping hasn't been the same since COVID, or you know, this isn't coming on in on time because of COVID, or this isn't doing that because of COVID. You know, still lobbies are still closed because of worker shortages. 
Where's that? I'm like, Daryl, where, how, where's that coming from? At least in the state of Mississippi. I can't oh, speak for everywhere. other states because I don't know their legislature, but I do know that Tate did away with it. So how are people making money? A lot of people have gotten to survive off a hundred. What is a hundred and fourteen a week yeah. or something? A lot of people have become very content with uh, doing with less. But yeah. I, I understand. But how can you physically do that and live in a home? I mean, do you did they did they have money saved? Up? I'm like, I mean, it's I mean, very perplexing to me because I'm like, Daryl, how are these people? They're living like a bunch of refugees. Getting by not I do know that 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 certain people in this state are you know which I'm in support of are. are are coming down on a lot of these people that got these so-called PPP loans or whatever they were mm-hmm. uh, illegally, basically, and they've been living off that, and they weren't even supposed to be able to get one. So I'll wrap that conversation up because we're running out of time. But before we get off this subject, real, real, real quick, um, please try and come out to the Byram Swinging Bridge because it's good for family fun, and I'll leave that one alone, too. All right, let's take our last break, come back. Hey, don't forget, I will be here for a third hour with Allison Noe doing our weekly health show. Caller, that's on hold. Stay on hold. We'll end the show with you. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. And for me, doing the Shaggy Show. Remember that. When necessary, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show live in the Mack Hike of Flowood. Studios. We got about two minutes left with my guys, Brian Jones and Daryl Dirty D. Arnold. Guys, I appreciate y'all coming in this morning. Appreciate y'all supporting local music, keeping the scene going, bringing back a good rock band in Full Moon Circus. Let's show these up and coming kids. Like my daughter will be 21 this month. They're out there. They're, they see y'all perform in other places. Let's let them see what a rock mm-hmm. band looks like. And that ain't no, no offense to the other rock bands out there. We just need more of you. That's right. I agree. And, uh, out there and doing some big things. It's cool to see some of the bands that I grew up uh, promoting and being entertained by. And hanging out with. Hanging out with. Getting back together. And, and hosting. And hosting. <laughs> doing it all, man. Look, this, show, this show's evolved. We ain't, we ain't just politics anymore. You know, a culture where uh, we talk we, everything from dating to music to everything else in between. Uh, kind of the Howard Stern before he turned into a idiot. You know, it's kind of how I yeah, fancy I, this show. Yeah, I can't listen to that guy anymore. I, w- I wish our music license allowed me to play music. I was talking about that Friday. I mean, I can play stuff from independent artists that allow me to play their stuff at like main. I would love to play a few songs, talk a little, mix it up a little more, but hey, this talk radio, so this is what we do. We talk. Right. Um, guys, open invitation anytime. Looking forward to seeing y'all April 28th, 29th at right. the Swinging Bridge Festival in Byron. Full Moon Circus getting back together that Saturday night, opening up for driving and crying you can follow these guys on social media go check out uh charade unplugged charade unplugged and brian jones yeah, brian of course jones, yeah. yep i tagged them share the post i'll do that again with the podcast all right coming up next allison noe for our whole story health hour we'll be right back on 1039 wyb Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.